Greetings. I'm the Reverend Jen Fenner of Epworth United Methodist Church in Gaithersburg, Maryland, and this is Transformed by Faith Today. We continue this week focusing on the ways in which our call into mission and service and justice is part of what it means to walk as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Today, our text comes from the Gospel according to Luke, the fourth chapter, and we find right after Jesus has gone into the wilderness and been tempted by the devil. It says in verse 14 of John 4, he returns to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And he's teaching in synagogues and everyone praises him. And in verse 16, it says Jesus specifically went to Nazareth. Nazareth, the place where he had been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, Jesus goes into the synagogue as is his custom. And he stands up to read. And somebody gives him the scroll of the prophet Isaiah And he unrolls it and Jesus finds the place where it is written and he speaks these words as a declaration. Luke 4, 18, Jesus says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He rolled up the scroll and gave it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of everyone were fastened on him. And he began by saying to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. If we read further, we actually know that soon after celebrating the fact that this was Joseph's son, they ran him out of the synagogue and almost ran him off the edge of the precipice. But I want to focus today on the fact that Jesus stands up at the beginning of his earthly ministry, declaring that his purpose on this earth is to proclaim good news to the poor, freedom to the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free. How many times in our journey of faith have we heard individuals say that we aren't called to walk into circumstances of poverty? We're not called to stand against oppression. We're not called to the things of this world. And yet Jesus is so intentional and clear in stating this as his primary purpose. It is what God has sent him for. It is the fulfillment of what the prophet Isaiah has spoken. The other thing that's remarkable to me is Jesus is not reading a new text. He's reading from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah long held within the synagogue. Like many of the texts wrapped in our own Bibles, Jesus is speaking an old word, but speaking it with new meaning. The purpose of our calling, the instructions for our living are right before us. But how many times do we not simply see or hear what God is inviting us to? The other thing I love about this text is many times when we walk into the challenges of poverty or oppression or injustice, We find ourselves asking, but how, God, how have you allowed this? Why does this suffering continue? Is this your purpose? Jesus seems to answer the questions simply and clearly, no. Poverty and injustice, those who are incarcerated and imprisoned, those who can't see even what is right before them of God's hand, this is not God's plan for the world. It's the result of sin and injustice. And while many would say to you and I that it's not our place or our purpose to stand against these, Jesus seems to disagree. 
He seems to say with the fullness of voice that we are called like he is called into the places of suffering and need to speak the voice of God's liberating truth. To me, that's an incredible call to action, an incredible invitation to understand how the spiritual and physical of this world interact. At the very end of his journey with his disciples on earth, Jesus in the gospel of Matthew is dividing those who will be with him and those who will not. And do you know what qualities and conditions he uses to divide? Who fed me when I was hungry? who clothed me when I was naked, who visited me when I was in prison, who was present to me in my suffering. And of course, those like us say, but God, we haven't seen you in any of those conditions. And Jesus speaks back in the way that you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. In the way that you spoke the good news to the poor, you spoke my hope to the world in the way that you gave recovery of sight to the blind. You did my work in the way that you proclaimed the year of the Lord's favor. You spoke in my voice. I'm grateful that we serve a God that not only comes to change our hearts, but calls us into the midst of the most difficult of issues and circumstances and invites us to be hope, invites us to be change, and invites us to be power. Today, my prayer is that you and I in small ways, can bring hope to someone who is suffering, can bring a new way of seeing to someone who has lost the light, can be those who literally grant space and place for someone to to use their voice who has long been held captive. Today, you and I have a calling to stand in the spirit of the Lord that Jesus has given. God, we're grateful for how deep and wide and powerful your call on our life is. We're grateful that you do not shy away from the challenges or the suffering of this world. Rather, you walk into it and call us to walk behind you. We're grateful, God, that you have not created injustice or poverty, that you have not willed that there would be some who were oppressed. Rather, God, we're grateful that you call us to stand for justice. Give us the courage, God, to hear your voice even when the word is right before us. Give us the eyes to see what has been before us for so many years. We thank you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.